Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hi, everyone. Sandman here. Today's video is brought to you by a donation from an anonymous donor, and here's what Mr. Anonymous wants me to talk about. Sandman, first kudos to you and your videos, as well as the Manosphere in general. I live here in Washington, D.C., and I work for the U.S. government doing IT management in the defense sector. And right now I'm about 12 years away from retirement, which will put me in my early 50s. And I have a couple of questions that I hope that you can answer for me, and that you can share with the wider audience that's found on your channel. In my early 30s, due to the one-two punch of the tech bubble bursting in the 90s, and the aftermath of 9-11, I enlisted in the U.S. Army because I needed a steady income, and so that I could basically get solid momentum going in my life. Since most of the jobs I've had up until that time were either temporary or contract work, and low paying at that, I took a risk and enlisted in the army right when the Iraq war was ramping up, and ended up serving two tours in Iraq. And fortunately for me, I was a communications officer and working with computers and networks, so I wasn't on the front line, so to speak, but safely enclosed in air-conditioned offices, fixing computers, etc., my time in the army really opened up my eyes firsthand to the bitch, slut, and dyke types of women that you talked about in your previous video called Women in the Army. And I'm currently in a relationship with a woman who's my own age. She's never been married, and she's never had children. And she works as a government social worker with sexually abused children. And she makes a great salary and has her own condo. So she's not dependent on me financially. She's close to her family while I'm not, for various reasons. And we have a shared group of friends as well. We've not talked about marriage yet, and she's not displayed any baby rabies thus far. But I believe that she thinks that she's too old to have kids, and rightly so. On some levels, I'd consider her a Nawalt, since she's not like some of the similarly aged women that I've dated here in the D.C. area. On the other hand, you could maybe say that I'm probably the best she can do at this point in her life. So she's not motivated to fuck things up. Not long ago, she wanted me to move in with her, since she has her own condo. But I rent an apartment. And I was conflicted about this since this was only the second time in my life when a woman proposed this thing to me. The first time being 15 years ago, a year before I went to South Korea to teach. With that woman, fortunately my gut was telling me that this was a bad idea, and I backed out of it, along with breaking up with this woman as well. In hindsight, I made the right decision and dodged a bullet with her, but it left me in a serious depression for nearly a year. Because again, looking at it in hindsight, I realized that my ship had run aground on many areas in my life and not just with dating and sex. With my current girlfriend, I ended up telling her no and stood my ground. She didn't take it well and looked like I had just kicked her in the gut. I told her that I had no interest in giving up my current living situation and moving into her condo, which is a little bit small. Instead, if she wants to live with me, then we get a place together, so that I have a part ownership of it and can rent out the rooms and pay a mortgage on it. She agreed, and this is where we stand. So that's enough of my background. Here's my questions. Number one, I don't have a full sense of economic independence, since I never focused on my own business, and don't have passive streams of income coming in. I don't know what recommendations you have for jobs for doing something on that side of the equation to get me into a better place when I'm closer to 50. And I'd prefer to work smarter, instead of harder. And I'd prefer to work at things that have a high return on investment, and avoid servicing asshole customers.
Connected with this idea, what recommendations do you have for investments? I never owned a house or a condo, and I'm skittish to do so, after the housing bubble burst. And I'm looking into tiny homes as an option as well, because you can buy them and own them outright instead of having to mortgage and pay the property taxes. My second question is this, concerning my girlfriend. What I have with her right now is what you described as living apart together in one of your videos. It's also what some people call the stay-over relationship. Given my personality, preferences, and the fact that I'm well-versed in the manosphere as well as MGTOW ideas, this works really well for me. And I have no desire to get married unless the economic incentives were there in my favor. And I've never wanted kids either. So if she and I were to break up, then I would probably become a higher-level MGTOW. Being with her is one reason that I'm staying here in the DC area for right now. She and I talked about moving out of the area, but she prefers certain geographical areas where she's close to her family. And I don't mind this, as I like the area as well. My question with her is, how can I protect my interests well and get the benefits of being with her, and for my own future? I'm entering middle age and thinking more seriously about retirement. And I'm a sole heir to my parents' assets, which include their house and their life insurance policies that pay out when they pass away. My girlfriend has a brother, and so will have to split her parents' assets. But this is made more complicated by the fact that her brother has kids with her parents, divorced many years ago and then remarried. So other spouses are in the picture as well, and her stepdad has a son as well. I'm sure she's thought of this long and hard, but we haven't discussed it ourselves. Any recommendations? Thanks again, and cheers. Well, thanks for your comments and questions, Mr. Anonymous. First of all, keep that government job that you have. Aaron Clary is right when he says that it's the best thing you can do, but also make sure to dip your toes in private businesses in case the government goes broke. It's unlikely to happen, but when the government ultimately fails, only the hustlers will survive in the free market. And I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. In the past, when a country went broke, and the lender nations were in a better financial position, they would often call in the debts from that particular bankrupt country and take its assets. But today all major Western countries are in heavy debt and effectively bankrupt. The countries that are a threat are the solvent countries with resources or surpluses in terms of annual GDP and taxes. Germany is one of those few countries that often comes to mind. But their auto industry could one day be destroyed by Google's self-driving electric vehicles. With For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Parts to living in a tiny house, imagine what happens when Google creates a self-driving vehicle. Driverless car homes would basically become very popular in the future. You could sleep in random parking lots, and then if someone came to check on your vehicle in the parking lot and force it to move, cameras or sensors on the vehicle would just move the car to a different location, with you still sleeping in it. And the whole society would become mobile. And the biggest problem with sleeping in cars and vans today is that they aren't very comfortable for doing this, and they don't have bathrooms. But in the future, driverless cars can be configured to be fully automated mobile homes. The housing market could easily crash if young people choose to live in what amounts to a container on wheels, driving around everywhere in North America. And people would no longer have to be trapped by where they live. They could live and work anywhere if their job was also mobile. It's just something to think about before investing in property. Of course, not everyone would adopt this lifestyle, but it would be an option. 
And I still think that buying a triplex and having the people in the other two units pay off your mortgage while you live in the third is the best way to go. And I'm even thinking of buying a triplex here in Canada where our real estate is 30 to 40% more expensive than in the United States and where we don't have fixed 30-year loans but instead have to renew our loans every five years. And your housing risk is far smaller in the United States right now. And if you can handle being a landlord, then buy a triplex like I plan to do. Live in one of the units and rent the other two out. One of the two units will always be rented and probably cover your full mortgage. But it's hard to find a good one that makes sense financially. Also in Canada, we can't write off the interest that we pay on our personal property. And the idea of moving in with your girlfriend in what amounts to a boarding house where you both split the cost of ownership and the mortgage could basically backfire. What if you break up with her and are forced to sell at a loss? It's smart from a standpoint of property ownership to pool your resources together, but not smart from the potential standpoint of your own sanity as well as the common law laws that are in the United States. Every time I moved in with a woman in the past, the relationship went sour. Their laziness would often come out and I would feel resentment because I was doing more of the stuff around the house. And again, it was supposed to be a partnership in the first place. And this woman that you're currently with wants you to stay close to her family, geographically. But what about your family? You say that you're not close to your parents and are a single child, but your parents live alone. What happens when they have to move into a nursing home and might need some care? I can just see your girlfriend telling you, no, we can't move out closer to your family because she wants to be close to hers. In my first major relationship in my life, my girlfriend told me that she wanted to move away to be closer to her family, and that either I was going to move with her or the relationship was going to be over. She was bluffing, obviously, and I called her bluff, and I ended the relationship instead. Your girlfriend is selfish because she wants you to stay in the D.C. area. And you're now trapped in a certain geographical area, regardless of whether you think you are or not. My most recent ex didn't want me to move into another neighborhood with her because her friends didn't think that it was a good neighborhood. But the neighborhood she was living in was a lot worse. If women want to tell us men where we're going to live our lives, then they're essentially trapping us against our wills. And I have a bad feeling with you moving in with your girlfriend. You will not only lose the MGTOW status, but you seem fine that she wants to be close to her family like it's a okay thing. And it sounds like she didn't have to fight you very hard to get her way. Next time she'll try for something else, something bigger. My advice to you is to live apart together and don't move in, or you're basically married under the law. And if you die first, you'll probably leave your money and your assets to her. How about that? Also, don't put her on the will. And don't live with her unless, of course, you want your brother-in-law's kids to get the money someday. Think about it. With regards to investments as well as businesses, the only business I can think of where you don't have to work with people and deal with asshole consumers face-to-face -face is the internet. And I think the key to any small business is the amount of emotional abuse you receive from your customers. The more abuse you receive from customers, then the less willing you'll be to do the job. I've told people before, start a video blog or sell things on eBay. Trying to start a small business with little to no interaction with people, little to no risk, as well as provide passive income is the holy grail. If anyone knows some type of strategy that does this, then let me know. The closest thing i found to this is starting a subprime car lending business. You'll lend money to people to buy used cars they need to get to work, and charge them insane amounts of interest. And you get at least 10 or 20% per year return on your money. And then you put a GPS tracker in the car, as well as a way to shut off the car remotely. And then finally you get insurance if someone takes your car to the chop shop. You can't lose. But you need to know about the car business and connect to dealers and lend them money. But on average you can get 20% return on your money, so it's a very low risk investment. And if the economy gets worse, people get into trouble and have to finance more used vehicles because they can't afford the new ones.
I used to live next door to a guy that let his girlfriend of 10 years move in with him. Within one year, she had left and the relationship had effectively failed. Forget about money and personal safety for a second and focus on what would happen if the two of you moved in together. No privacy and very little time to yourself. For me, I spend 80% of my day or more by myself to charge my batteries. And if you need to be alone after work to renew your energy, then living with this lady could be problematical for your emotional health. And I've always found that women require less time on their own to function and tend to be more needy in general. At least the majority of women that I've met in my life. Mr. Anonymous, if I were you, I would move in with this lady. Move closer to her, five minutes down the road if you have to. But don't move in unless you want to see the negative things about her life and personality, and you'll probably resent her for them. I'd love to hear what everyone else thinks on this topic, so please share your ideas in the description below. Anyways, that's all I've got to say for today. Thanks Mr. Anonymous for your donation, and thank you everyone for taking your daily dose of red pills. So enjoy the rest of your day, and cheers. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.